Hello and welcome to another edition of the Pro Football Jokes Podcast. We have a great show for you and I'm joined with all of the best talent from around Pro Football Jokes. And uh, first off, Alex, thanks for being on the show today. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm great. I'm always here. You know, I take my job seriously, unlike some other people here. But yeah, I, I appreciate the uh, the uh, the way the the work ethic you have for real work instead of fake work. You do a great job. You have that great balance. Uh, somebody who gets Thank called you. away to fake work a little too often, but I'm glad he made it to the show. Pep, Pep, how are you? Oh man, it just it feels so good to be back on a weeknight podcast in my sober mind. Uh, with all you guys, uh, you know, one of my favorite rappers once said, work n- nine to five, but five to nine, do you ever dream? And for me, it's kind of like fake work, nine to 12 a.m. And then after that, I dream about this job and I listen to the podcast that I missed. But uh, to sum that up, uh, I missed it. Feels good to be back. Right, it's great to have you back. And I can't wait to hear that single coming up. That'll be a great song to listen to. Uh, and of course, uh, we needed one more filler, so we uh, decided to just grab the unpaid intern. So, Reeve, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Sorry, I was out last week. I was I was traveling to scout out our uh, our bi quarterly vacation spot for the company. Uh, right. Worked pretty well. I'm glad you got that done for us. It is a beautiful vacation spot. Uh, obviously, we cannot disclose the location. We don't want everybody uh, uh, traps out there, but. Warm with fans. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Good times. So, oh, a lot of things happen in football. The season is blowing by uh, as we speak, and it is fun to break it down. So there's a lot of things happening. We are getting close to the trade deadline, and so I feel like it would be best to just start off with some of the moves that have been happening around the league. And first, I want to hear about just kind of the fire sale that these New York Giants are having. And first, with their trade of Former first-round pick, Eli Apple. Anybody have uh, strong opinions on this uh, trade and want to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and kick it off. Uh, I mean, Eli Apple looked like a huge bust last year, and oh, I think the, anybody would have thought the Giants getting a fourth and a seventh-round pick for him would have been a steal last year. But this year he played really well. He's He was a first-round pick. He's showed a lot of promise. He's really been their best corner this year. Um, I know they're kind of going into rebuilding mode, but um, so I guess they they just want to get rid of their players and stockpile some fourth and fifth round picks, and that should really turn their team around. Yeah, that's that's all that they are missing on that squad there for sure. Pep, what do you think about this trade with Eli Apple? Yeah, I have to agree with Alex. He was playing really well this year, and I don't know if that was just Janoris Jenkins making him look really good and better than he is. But uh, he, he was having a good year so far. Um, I can't remember. Oh, Alex just said a fourth and a seventh rounder. Yeah. I, I just it, – it doesn't help the team right now. Clearly they're in a rebuild. But what kind of message does that send to the locker room? Very true. And, and let's think about this from the other side real quick. How, how does this uh, change the uh, Saints? I mean, they're obviously always in the mix for everything. But does this make them uh, even scarier? Yeah, I think cornerback was obviously a need for them. Um, Marshawn Lattimore got off to a bit of a rough start to the season. That first game where he just kind of got torched by Mike Evans, but he's played pretty <laughs> well since then. Um, but on the other side, they he hasn't really had much help. Um, so I think adding Eli Apple, I mean, they, obviously they don't need their defense to be shut down. They just need it to 
get a few stops so their offense can dominate like it has been. Um, so I think Eli Apple certainly helps that. Yeah, I'm impressed when I watched the Giants. I was expecting Eli Apple to keep getting burned like he did last year and just kind of continue the struggle. But he was actually, I mean, really competing, making some plays out there. And so for the Saints to add another player on their their defense. And as you said, it, he doesn't have to be the best player in the world. But if you can get the ball back to Drew Brees and all those weapons just one or two more times a game, they're going to win a whole lot more than they're going to lose. So I think this was a great move by the Saints. I know they were looking at um, – uh, trading with the Cardinals, but the cost was just too high there. And so they're like, hey, well, we're not going to pay that price, but we'll get someone who's a lot worse, but still we'll get the job done for a much more modest price. So I think that was a great move for the Saints. I don't even blame the Giants too much because they're clearly in need of a lot more. So they're just trying to get all the assets that they uh, that they can. Was Eli Apple the one that got into a bunch of arguments with teammates last year, or is that Landon Collins? I think it was Eli Apple. It was Eli Apple. It was. He was. Re- so I guess you got to work on that too. He was referred to like how well. Oops, sorry. I was just going to say how well he's going to fit into the Saints culture if he was getting into arguments with previous teammates. I mean, they only revert referred to him as a cancer, so everybody refers to cancer <laughs> lovingly and jokingly. So that can't be a problem, can it? You just ignore that kind of stuff. Um. I have to interject with a question. Uh, I have been fake working all day. So were uh, both the picks the Saints gave up next year? Uh, I believe so. They just want to take off the draft next year. They're, they're like, they, they, they don't need draft. They're just going to take that day off, watch the draft at home. Uh, Pulling a little Ditka on us. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Payton's like, I got plans that day. I really just don't want to. Spoiler alert, we're going to have uh, Sean Payton on Pro Football Jokes doing live analysis. So he had to make sure he had no other, nothing else to do that day. That'd be sweet. Yeah, um, and then an, another trade, of course, by the Giants. Eli Apple, I don't think will be uh, too, too missed, but I think they'll be a little bummed. Only a fourth-round pick and a seventh-round a first rounder, but they managed to get a fifth round pick for <laughs> one of their best players on defense. What do you guys make of that? It's just full fire sale yeah, mode. Just get rid of everybody. Yeah, they're just in tanking mode. <laughs> and he was just signed, Lions, signed to a new contract. Power move by the Lions. Um, to quote Hard Knocks when they traded Corey Coleman, but quite a different situation here. It's just like saying, here you go. <laughs> yeah i mean damon harrison you know he, I, I get it he's older he's 29 years old so they're like they don't need him for building for the future when they're not going to win recently i mean but i mean he's a defensive tackle he's built on his strength i don't think he's on a massive decline like rebuilds can happen pretty fast in the nfl they and the giants have players they have two of the best offensive players in the league. Um, they just need a quarterback and some offensive line help. Um, and their defense hasn't been terrible, especially with why get rid of one of your defensive police, one of your best defensive pieces for a fifth round pick. Uh, it seems a little counterproductive to me. Yeah. They're starting to break down their defense for a fourth, fifth, seventh round of losing those two guys. Um, but yeah, they signed him. He's under contract this year and then the, the next two years, but those two years are not guaranteed yet. And so the Lions picking him up for only a fifth-round pick when the Lions' biggest hole on defense was a horrendous run defense. 
which they've been good at in the past, but just struggling this year uh, where they don't have an Adamican Hill anymore and they uh, don't have a Haloti Nada, but they finally find a replacement here. And I truly think, not just as a biased Lions fan, but this really can set our defense up to not be a top two defense or anything crazy like that, but really keep us in games and make some plays and our offense is humming. I really like this play by Detroit to go for the NFC North. It's almost like the Lions realize like once they found out that carry on Johnson is a good running back and they actually have a running game now, they've like realized that, oh, we can win now and we should try to win now. Yeah. And I so mean, Golden Tate is Golden Tate's a free agent after this year and those kind of things. So I mean Really make some noise this year and see just how good our team can be. I mean, that's why we fired Jim Codwell. I mean, he won nine games two years in a row, uh, and it's not like we're some crazy historic winning franchise, but, I mean, just our GM knew that our team was a little bit better than our record showed, and so we weren't going to settle for that. After a shaky start to this year, I, I think uh, Detroit is is poised to um, win some ball games. I agree. Yeah, that we we'll talk a little bit more about the NFC North and that and some of the fun division and those those races a little bit uh, later. I did want to just touch quickly. I know this happened the week before and he didn't play, but the Carlos Hyde trade. Um, what did you guys think about Jacksonville picking up another running back for a fifth round pick? Yeah, I I didn't care for this trade. We talked this a little bit about this uh, while in our drunken stupor on Saturday. Um, <laughs> But uh, I, I didn't really care for the straight on either side, really. I mean, the Browns are giving up, I mean, one of their best offensive pieces for a fifth-round pick. I, I don't think Carlos Hyde, like I said, is a world beater, but he was still playing well for them. And I, I, I know they wanted to give Nick Chubb some work, and uh, maybe they plug him in and they don't really lose much. But I, I didn't see that, that again, a fifth, I don't know how – much a fifth round pick really help you. Um, and the Jags, I mean, they pick up Carlos Hyde to help them during the stretch while Leonard Fournette's out. Uh, I mean, is, is trading for him kind of an indictment of Leonard Fournette? Do they think he's not their, you know, feature back for the long haul? Uh, that would be embarrassing after drafting Fournette above so many other amazingly talented players. And then this far, they already had to try to bring in a lot more talent to replace him. But I'm with you. I think the Browns could have done a better job of getting Nick Chubb some more touches without having to trade away a, a good and valuable offensive player for them. Um, but I think also Hugh Jackson needed some incentive to actually play Chubb. So they're just like, we'll ship off every running back until you play your players. Yeah. Seems like they're a little bit in a panic mode. It might be telling of Fournette's injury and, how much longer he'll be out for, but also that offense hasn't been able to get much going. So they're like, Hey, we'll just add Carlos Hyde and I'll, I'll, I'll be better. But yeah, I, but don't I'm, worry guys. Don't worry. Football's easy. The Jags in a sec. <laughs> I mean, it could be just kind of them going into a little bit of a panic mode. Cause he's now had hamstring issues this year and a decent amount of last year. So maybe they think that this is just something that he's going to have, kind of throughout his career so they might be thinking of some sort of backup plan in case you know he can't go consistently yeah Yeah, the jags are having such a weird season again we'll talk about them in just a little little bit um 
But yeah, so football is easy for Leonard Fournette. Football apparently also comes easy to uh, Amari Cooper. So easy that doesn't need to play very much. It still can get traded uh, for a uh, first round pick. Oh my gosh. So what do you guys think about Dallas? Uh, uh, Alex and Pep as uh, Redskins fans, are you now fearing the Cowboys now that they have Amari Cooper at that strong wide receiver one? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Such a dangerous. I mean, I think this trade makes the Cowboys a little bit better. Um, I think Amari Cooper is obviously an upgrade from what they had at receiver. Uh, I just don't know how reliable he is. And even if he is talented, I don't really know how, like, I don't think suddenly having a good receiver is going to make their passing game great. Um, I mean, Dax just hasn't been very good this year yet. And he's never been one to like rack up passing yards or anything like that. I don't think this is suddenly going to turn into an aerial assault. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I think Jerry Jones is looking forward to having Amari lead the league in drops for his team. <laughs> uh, it definitely takes a lot of pressure off all those other Dallas receivers. But in all seriousness. You put him on the outside, maybe it helps the running game a little bit more. Um, take a little focus on, on Amari because he still is a threat and uh, take some more guys out of the box and give Zeke some more opportunities. I just I don't see how this is – I don't see how Amari is going to be any better than, say, like how Des was last year. It seems like it would be kind of similar to that. Yeah, I, I mean – I'm hopeful that he'll be able to create a little bit more separation than Dez typically does, but this seemed to me to be a very steep price to pay to figure out if Dak Prescott is their franchise quarterback. It seems like a play that they're really trying to be, we'll give him a receiver, we'll give him some options. He's got Zeke, and we'll see if that gets him going because they got to already pay him, but they're going to have to pay Marty if they want to keep him, and they already give up a first-round pick, so it'd be kind of crazy just to have him for one year giving up all that much, and receivers are getting paid. I mean, again, you keep looking at the Sammy Watkins deal that he just got and thinking Amari's going to want at least that kind of money. So it's a tough spot for Dallas. I know they're kind of wanting to fight for that division since it's still up in the air. And this, I mean, should help them this year. I mean, they they didn't lose any assets for this particular season, so it would be incredible if they somehow got worse. But, uh, yeah, unless this kind of lights a fire under Amari Cooper and gets his kind of, I don't know, energy, get his butt in gear, and get ready to catch some balls and play some football. I just uh, don't know how interested it, he is in doing a lot of that. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of – we talked about it, you know, last week. How we, the, we heard the Raiders were looking for a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, and we all laughed about it. Like, who could possibly give up a first-round pick for Amari Cooper? And Jerry Jones was like, dude, I would. Quick, hold my beer. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, I totally got it. I mean – Amari Cooper, he was a first-round pick a couple of years ago. He now has only a year and a half left on his rookie deal. He hasn't produced like a first-round pick. And you're probably going to have to overpay him in a year and a half if you want to keep him on your team. Uh, and when you look at what the receivers have gotten, even a guy like Sammy Watkins, who has severely underperformed too, uh, he's still got getting $16 million a year. You're probably going to have to give a pretty similar deal to Amari Cooper. Um for a guy who has not been the, produced a lot of yards less, the past couple of years, uh, since the start of 2017, does anyone want to guess how many players have more receiving yards than Amari Cooper? A lot. 
<laughs> are we going like a number or are we naming off each one? No, I was, I was I just want a number right now. I'm going with the classic 32. Oh, God. Anybody think more or less? 40. Um, This is just re- receiving yards, like since Amari's entered the league. Okay. No, uh, since the start of 2017, since the start of last. Okay. Um, I'll say 30. 43. So oh, God, you can... All right, now I'm going <laughs> to give you a couple names. See if you guys think uh, that this guy has more receiving yards than Mar- more or less receiving yards than Mari Cooper. Um, so why don't we start with... All right, so this is since the start of 2017. Uh, so the first guy is Odell Beckham or Amari Cooper, Reeb? Odell Beckham? Uh, incorrect. Odell Beckham has less. <laughs> almost all Gosh, that's why he's unpaid, everybody. Amari <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cooper has 960 yards, and Odell Beckham has 900. I assumed it was still close, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it was. He had nine yards more than Odell Beckham. Um, does that include this most recent week? Yes, it does. Ah, oh, wow. dang. Um, all right. Jim. Uh, Todd Gurley or Amari Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go Todd Gurley. That is true. He has 98 more yards than Mari Cooper. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, Pat, uh, how about a guy who is competing with Mari Cooper for targets from, Jer- from uh, Derek Carr? Uh, his former teammate now, Jared Cook. Jared Cook. True. He has, uh, over, he has 108 more yards than Mari <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> Jared Cook. I mean, Jared Cook is the only guy that can catch a pass on the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> my on that one. Well, what, what about another Raider here, Reeb? Uh, Jordy Nelson. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know his injury history. <laughs> Jordy Nelson. Uh, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jordy Nelson has 807. Uh, oh. has nine six. <laughs> Why? Why you gotta do me like this? <laughs> um, all right. The, uh, keeping the trend going of former teammates, uh, how about Michael Crabtree, Jim? Oh man, uh, I like Michael Crabtree as a receiver quite a bit. I mean, mostly because I remember one drive against the, the Lions where he caught three ridiculous passes. Um, but yeah, I'll actually I'll go with that. I'll go with Michael Crabtree. I think he probably produced more yards. Correct. Uh, he has sixty-seven more yards than Amari Cooper over the past year plus. Uh, Pat, how about uh, Michael Crabtree's new teammate, uh, John Smokey Brown? Uh, this is a fun game. I'll go John Brown. Uh, that's incorrect. Amari Cooper's got it. John Brown missed missed some games last year. Uh, didn't have the best year, but he's come, coming back strong this year. He'll probably pass pretty soon. Wait, you say John Brown was Amari's new teammate? He was Michael Crabtree's new teammate. Oh, okay. I was like, I thought he was in the Ravens. All right. Maybe, maybe that was unclear by the way I phrased it. Um, but, yeah. Uh, 
All right, next guy for you, Reeb. Uh, Cole Beasley right. or Amari Cooper? I'm ready to go 0 for 3. <laughs> Cole Beasley. Uh, incorrect. It's Amari Cooper. Oh, my Cole gosh. Beasley actually is, has sucked. He is only 664 yards. So Amari Cooper. Uh, a couple good games this year, Reeb. <laughs> <laughs> But as of today, he is the leader of the Cowboys receiving core. <laughs> it, it, it's funny because I did plan on giving you the OBJ one, expect, expecting you to miss it. But the rest of these I just put in random. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't like this game. <laughs> Alex is stealing the chopping block from Drew. Oh, oh man. Gosh. Yeah, well, he, he did offer me his own questions, but I told him to save his for uh, next time. He's all right, back to you, Jemp. Uh, Jermaine Curse or Amari Cooper? Oh, man, Jermaine Curse. Uh, I, I, I got to trust that Amari Cooper has more yards. Incorrect. Jermaine Curse got really? 15 yards. Oh, come on, Amari. Oh, 15 <laughs> yards. Gosh, Amari, you got traded for a first-round pick, dude. <laughs> Despite the fact that Jermaine Curse had no yards last week. <laughs> There was a point where Josh McCown was throwing oh to him, so it nice year last year. That was that was impossible. Uh, <laughs> um, Pep, how about uh, Devin Funches or Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper. Nope, that's Devin Funches by quite a bit. Oh man, Devin Funches, man, twelve hundred and fourteen yards for for Devin Funches. He actually has he's been leading Carolina. Anybody on the list? He's actually been doing pretty well this year. Yeah, had a nice little year last year. I, I, last year I traded uh, Devin Funches for, or I traded Amari Cooper. Or no, I traded Devin Funches for Amari Cooper, and that was the. And the next week, Amari Cooper had that huge two hundred and twenty-four yard game. Yeah, and I was like, like oh my god, I got a steal on Amari Cooper, and then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Those are all of his points. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Reed. Oh Can you get one right? <laughs> Amari Cooper or Tyrell Williams? I just, uh, I just want to stay consistent on him right now. I'm going to stay consistent, Tyrell Williams. You're correct, Reeve. Nice. <laughs> Keep going anti-Amari, and eventually you will get it. <laughs> uh, Tyrell Williams with 1,156 yards. Uh, yes. Amari Cooper, 960. Suck it, Amari. <laughs> Jeff, how about uh, Kenny Stills? Oh, man. He's just had a better year this year, especially the start. But uh, can, can Kenny Stills really have more yards than Amari Cooper? Uh, this explosive dolphin offense. Oh my god! I'm gonna I'm gonna follow Reed's advice and go against Amari Kenny Stills somehow. Correct, eleven twenty eight oh, for for Kenny Stills. Man. All right, how about to you, Pep? Uh, how about Amari Cooper or Kelvin Benjamin? Oh, <laughs> it's gotta be. I'll be really disappointed, Amari Cooper. You are correct. Oh, <laughs> I mean, he played on the bill. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh reeb uh this oh we got more 
Yeah, sorry. Uh, actually, you, you're going to have two more, so we have 15 in total. You'll, you'll get the last one as well. Uh, no, sorry, I'm wrong. Uh, you, This is your last one. Uh, okay. Mohamed Sanu or Amari Cooper? It's got to be Mohamed Sanu. Correct. 1,027 yes. yards for Mohamed Sanu. Uh, yeah, he's been real good at all right. Atlanta. Uh, last one for you, Jemp. How about Keelan Cole or Amari Cooper? I'm going to go Amari Cooper. Incorrect. Keelan oh, Cole man, with 1,105 yards. I'm actually impressed. But I'm not even mad about Amari Cooper. I'm impressed by Keelan Cole. Let go. Sorry for doubting you, man. Come on the pod sometime. Yeah, he's uh, he left Jack the receiving yards last year. Um, yeah, come on the pod sometime. My bad. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. Forgot how great of an aerial attack you guys got going on there. Yeah. Uh, all right, Pep. How about you? The last question of the day. Uh, two guys who are in very similar boats: Mari Cooper or Sammy Watt. Oof. You gotta do me like this. <laughs> Either way, I think this is a good joke. <laughs> um, but I know I gotta trust that Sammy had a couple good games on the Rams last year that might might put him over Amari. So I'm gonna go Sammy. Incorrect. Amari Cooper beats out Sammy Watkins. Good for you, Amari Cooper. Good for you. Oh, man, give him 18 million dollars. Did have all those touchdowns last year, but only had like 500 and something. Uh, You're right. It was the touchdowns, not the receiving yards. You think he had three touchdowns, but like 570 yards. So that that concludes my little quiz here. Uh, Not the chopping block, but a similar. Yeah, man, that was a tough. That was a tough quiz, man. Good thing all those receivers totally make $18 million a year. So good job, everybody. So some of those things were surprising, but, uh, you know, Chad Kelly had a surprise of his own. Uh, Alex, you want to fill us in a little bit on your take on this uh, whole Chad Kelly situation? Ooh, I, I like that transition there, by the way, Jack. Uh, good, good hosting job. Uh, <laughs> um, so Chad Kelly uh, – Living up to the Chad name, I'm making an appearance on the Pro Football Jokes podcast. Um, he got arrested this week um, because he was at a Von Miller Halloween party. Um, and he may have had one or two uh, beers. Uh, Pep would know about that. Um, and then ended up wandering into the wrong house. Uh, I don't know. You know, I shouldn't speak. I don't know if he knew it was the wrong, knew it was a stranger's house or he just accidentally wandered in there but uh ended up he wouldn't leave had to be escorted out got arrested uh broncos apparently didn't like that so uh they cut him uh which is uh disappointing because I, I i honestly thought he had a chance to start this year uh, case Keenum had, had a few struggles there uh, i wouldn't have been surprised if he eventually saw the field i mean he's had a history of the, all these sorts of events he got kicked off of Clemson because he was mouthing off to a coach during the spring game. He had to go to like a community college for a year. I think it was the one that's on last chance U. He came back, played for Ole Miss, and did really well for them, actually. They beat Alabama a couple times. But then you saw stories coming out from Ole Miss campus that he was getting kicked out of bars. I think there was one where he 
threatened to go shoot up the bar with his AK when he got kicked out of one. So he's not he's he's had a couple instances where you know his character is a little questionable. Uh, Pep, uh, I, I'd like to hear your take on this because I wouldn't be surprised if you had a few uh, nights where you just drunkenly ran walked into the wrong house. No, no. I, I gotta say, uh, you know, you can tease me for the beers, but I, I do know where I live. Nice, nice. Regardless, the butt is in my body. Uh, I just will say, I bet somewhere, wherever Paxton Lynch is right now, he's like, huh, at least I didn't do that. I just sucked. Um, Trevor Simeon is probably like, well, I'm in a better situation too, as a backup on the Vikings. That's true. Uh, I, I wonder if uh, Paxton Lynch gets re-signed by the Broncos. Oh, that would be awful. Um, that would be so bad. So bad. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, There's no way. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, Case Keenum almost made the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think Case Keenum will get benched at this point. I mean – he played pretty well on uh, Thursday night anyway, so I mean, he was on track to keep his job, I think. Yeah, their defense played pretty well, too. That kind of sucked. Well, a lot of defenses do against the Cardinals. True. But Reed wouldn't seem to know that, so. Yeah, that's crazy. So we'll try to figure out what goes on with the Broncos situation. We'll keep monitoring this, but uh, yeah, guys, everyone, just uh, please go ahead and drink responsibly out there. You don't want to lose your job over wandering into the wrong house. Probably not the best uh, on your next job interview. But anyways, speaking of another uh, kind of confusing situation and what is going on for a whole different kind of reasons, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars do not look like the Super Bowl contenders that we expected them to look like. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you think is going on there with the Jacks? Um, so I honestly thought they were going to, going to stick with Cody Kessler there. I, they, they, they finally pulled Blake Bortles, uh, and I thought that was going to be, he was going to be done. I thought they were, they were moving on. Um, I'm not really sure why this was the game that they decided to pull him. I mean, I guess he had kind of an extended slump over the past few games. So maybe that's, they just had enough, but. I don't know how much they were expecting to get from Cody Kessler. Yeah, I think I think the plan is to let Blake Bortles win again in London because that's what he do does, and then they're just going to leave him there. Leave with all his fans. <laughs> <laughs> that was my point um, about the Hyde trade. Seems like they're a little bit in panic mode, uh, trying to get back and stay on that big uh, turnaround season they had last year, going ten and six, and then almost winning the AFC championship. Um, it also seems like injuries like Marquise Lee are really hurting the team too. I wouldn't put all the blame on Blake. I don't think Cody Kessler is the guy to turn it around for them. I mean, they've got Keelan Cole, Didi Westbrook, Dante Moncrief, Austin Safarian Jenkins, and TJ Yeldon, who's up and down. And their, their and offensive line is pretty can, garbage. Yeah, well, they're, it, they're it on their is. third so, left tackle right now. Injuries. So they're... There's a lot at at play here other than Blake Bortles on that offense. I feel like it's true. Um, I I don't think he uh, he I don't think he played too bad in the in the Cowboys game. Uh, I thought that was more their defense is falling apart. But I think their defense has played. Uh, people have said their defense just hasn't been has been terrible the past 
three weeks. But I, I, other than the Cow, I think they were terrible in the Cowboys game. But I think they were pretty good against the Texans and Chiefs. I, I, I mean, the Texans game they held the Texans twenty points, despite the fact that their offense couldn't do anything, and they really held the Chiefs to twenty three points back when. I mean, the Chiefs are most exploited offense in the league. I mean, they scored 30 because Blake Bortles threw a pick six. And they <laughs> also had a total of five turnovers plus two turnovers on down. So seven turnovers, really, and still held the Chiefs to 30 points. So I, I don't think they played bad in that game at all. Um, so I, I'm not too worried about their defense. This is all karma coming back for Jalen Ramsey for smack talking like everybody in the league. Yeah, I, I love Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, yeah, man. They uh, hopefully he keeps his swagger as they uh, are struggling. He's he's searching for answers. The team's searching for answers. They don't want to name names, but they keep kind of uh, hinting at the uh, quarterback <laughs> position being a struggle. Uh, and that's why you think they're going to do the um, jump in on the. Uh, Giants fire sale, and I think they still have, at least have one more Eli on the team that uh, perhaps Jack, Jacksonville is interested in. Oh, I there's no way. No, <laughs> I way. don't really think Eli Manning is an upgrade over Blake Bortles, to be honest. Eli is not the answer for any team right now. Lashy Tom Coughlin, that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, I'd put him <laughs> points too, but I, I, I don't really think Eli Manning is any better than Blake Bortles this point but i mean they want someone who can come in and teach blake bortles to check down and they'll solve all their issues <laughs> yeah, well, that's basically what they want blake bortles to do so I'd... yeah pretty much oh man what what a mess that is, situation is i do expect their defense to kind of write the ship but um definitely not the fearsome team that they once were We'll see if Fournette comes back. They can get some offensive line going and they can kind of control the clock and the ball and let their defense win games but uh, has not been the case so far this season. Uh, but what I want to do is take some time here and, and talk about some of what I find the most interesting division in the NFL right now, um, and that's the NFC North. And not just because I'm a Lions fan, I just think with this trade that the Lions have made with the Bears and the uh, Vikings the way that they are, the Packers always with Aaron Rodgers being pretty interesting. So I want to know what you guys think about the NFC North. So I'm going to start with you, Pep. Pep, what's the storyline that you like and team you like there in the NFC North? I, you're right. It it is an intriguing division um, because everybody on the outside always looks at the Packers and just prematurely grants them the kings of the division, and that's not the case this year. Uh, the Vikings, I mean, they're they're very solid all around, but they've had a couple up and down games. People aren't going to forget that Bills game. I should, I certainly haven't. Um, of course, the the biggest storyline to me is the Bears and uh, how different they look, despite uh, Mitchell Trubisky uh, <laughs> underthrowing <laughs> quite a few passes and making up for it by running eighty yards in one play to get an eight yard <laughs> touchdown run. Plays like that often overshadow his underthrows. Um, but that that team looks intriguing. It, it looks like anybody's battle right now with the Lions in the mix as well. Everybody's in the mix in that division, which always makes it fun. Um, I, I can't decide on who's going to win this division. I keep, keep thinking the Bears are a dark horse, but 
the Lions are always in it, and the Packers will somehow find a way with injuries to stay somehow in this race. Yeah, it's kind of crazy the the way that the Packers are able to do that. But let's let's talk about the Bears here for a second because we all know about their defense. We talked about their defense a fair amount, and it's uh, got some really big playmakers on it. But looking at the offense side of the ball, I think they're still trying to figure stuff out with Trubisky. Of course, he had that one six-touchdown game, and everybody's kind of thinking he's going to be the stud that they drafted him to be, but he clearly has struggled, I mean, just with accuracy in general. He shows off his athleticism, but – I mean, they're trying to figure it out. I mean, between Trubisky and the running back by uh, committee kind of thing, switching over to Cohen, it seems a little bit. What do you make of that offense there, Alex? Um, I think Matt Nagy's done a pretty good job the past few weeks uh, kind of covering up for his quarterback deficiencies. I mean, they, they put up 30, 31 points against the, the Patriots. Uh, they're you know nearly tied at the end there with the Kevin White finally catching a pass. Um, best moment of his career so far. Yeah, the almost time of game. Uh, Made my taxi squad proud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think Mitch Trubisky, uh, maybe he still has a chance to be like an okay quarterback. I, I haven't. I don't think he's just complete trash necessarily. I mean, maybe Matt Nagy can do something with him. I don't think that's what you want to hear about your quarterback. He's not complete (laughs) trash. Right. I I mean, that's as far as I've already said, he's not a franchise quarterback. That's already been decided. I declared it. Um, So we declared a pro ball joke. He declared bankruptcy. Declared. (laughs) Let it be known. (laughs) Right. But uh, their offense can still do enough. If uh, Matt Nagy can scheme some things up, I think their defense needs to get back to kind of where it was. It hasn't been as great the past few weeks. Uh, uh, Brock Oswald had put up a lot of points against them. I know the Patriots. But, I mean, it wasn't. it's not like it was terrible against the Patriots. Uh, I mean, two special and, teams touchdowns hurts him. Right. And going up against a, the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's obviously not all in their defense. Um, so, I, I mean – but they really need to have a dominant defense to really have a shot at certainly to have a shot at a Super Bowl. I, I don't think they really have a shot at a Super Bowl, but I, that's what. Yeah, but I mean, not, not necessarily this season for sure. But uh, what do you think about their running backs? I mean, to me, as I've, I've seen them use it, I, I mean, I feel like they're using Cohen almost a little too much in different ways. And I really think they'd be pounding the ball with Jordan Howard a little bit more. But uh, what do you make of their running back game? Uh, you, I mean, you know, I love Jordan Howard. I, I want them to give him the ball every time. But uh, you know, Matt Nagy likes to th- throw the ball. The run. he likes to throw the ball. Uh, he wants to to get the ball to Tariq Cohen. He's the better pass catcher, better route runner. Um, so I mean, they're going to work Tariq Cohen in there. I definitely think they do need to establish a little more more of the grounded pound attack with Jordan Howard, especially once it starts to get cold up there in Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think he'll work himself more in as the season progresses. But, I mean, the trend in the league now is uh, obviously a pass-happy league, and the Bears need to do that to keep up. That is true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, let's go to the uh, intern here. Uh, Reeb, what do you make of the NFC North race? I mean, I think we just got to wait a couple of weeks. It's all just too close right now. These interdivision games are going to 
be extra important. It's going to be what separates them. Let's just wait till the end of the season, find out who wins. Yeah, and then then I'll give you my analysis. (laughs) (laughs) Once it's all settled. Yeah, we're still trying to get our content out for the 2005 season. We really like to make sure we think we know who the best team is. (laughs) We. We know who the best team is in Madden 07 <laughs> franchise mode for PS3. So let's work on that article. Uh, I, I forgot to say one thing about the Bears. They've been in it. They've been close in every game, even when they've lost. They're, they're a competitive team. That is true, including week one when they let the game just totally get out of their hands. Uh, yeah, I look at this NFC North, and I mean, the Bears uh, came out so hot, but I'm just not scared by the quarterback game and the offense enough, even though I think they're trying to do the best they can with what they got. Um, their defense will always keep them in it, but uh, I would I struggle to see them actually winning the division. They may, they may uh, sneak into the playoffs there. The Packers, just with their injuries, and they're not the same sort of scary Packers that they normally are. And then uh, um, Minnesota, I keep thinking, has a worse record than they do because they haven't impressed me very much, but they're 4-2-1. And uh, before the beginning of the season, I just thought they were one of the uh, Super Bowl uh, likely teams. And so they'll probably write the ship. So it's tough not to be a fan of the Vikings as Kirk Cousins has been having a great year and they're starting to figure a few things out. Um, getting the running game go with Murray. We'll see when Cook is getting back and those kind of things. But I'm excited. The Lions are going forward, and I'm excited for these races to heat on up as we get a few more division games going on. Uh, but a lot of a lot of fun things uh, around there to get excited about running game for the Lions, those kind of things. Uh, Carry on Johnson. Yeah, man, he's he is fun to watch, and as a Lions fan, it's a joy to um, see somebody run for twenty yards on a carry and not be that surprised. Uh, <laughs> that was like one every four games, so now it's like maybe once, twice a game. You know, that's pretty cool. Uh, we feel like most teams in the NFL. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think the Lions uh, have a chance to still make, sneak into the playoffs. I think all the teams in this division do. I, I still think the Vikings are by far the best team in the division. I, I, I agree with you. They haven't impressed me as much as uh, I would have expected. Um, but big boost, they are getting Everson ever Griffin back now. Uh, oh, yeah, that'll be really nice yeah, for them. Get it, their best defensive player probably. Uh, I mean, Harrison Smith might have something to say about that. And Daniel Hunter's now, uh, or he was tied for lead, lead league in sacks. I don't, I'm not sure if he is anymore. Uh, no. they can, they, they'll have a good defense. It helps to have him back. I don't think they're going to complain too much I did about who's that, the best. I did hear that Dalvin Cook is possibly out until week 11, Thanks. though. Uh, yeah. I, I David Murray killed it the past two weeks, though. He's a good running back, and I, I thought he was a steal when they got him initially, and he's been able to fill in as Cook has been hurt a lot of his young career. So, I mean, we obviously hope every player stays healthy and is able to play, but uh, it's good for them to still have a run game even though uh, he's out. And, of course, they got uh, dynamite receiver in Thielen that is just, again, blowing people away. Everybody wants to continually underestimate him, and he's just just <laughs> doing what he does, gets open, catches the ball. Uh, it's pretty good for a receiver who can do that. Yeah, that's a good trait in receiver. Yeah, not not too bad, not too bad. Uh, unlike uh, first round picks, I get traded for guys that drop the ball all the time. But you know that's okay. To each their own. Uh, but yeah, so as we think about so many good things in football, we see a lot of stuff that we like, and I always enjoy this segment of where we get to pick something out that we just get very excited about and even overreact to it. So again, for the segment for those who have struggled with in the past, this is an overreaction. So you take something and you don't. Just say, oh, I like this, but you actually then expand upon it and maybe speak too much about it because you were excited. So 
Hopefully we are ready to do this. Anybody have an overreaction locked and loaded, ready to go? Locked and loaded, baby. All right, go for it. All right, I'm coming out guns blazing, and I'm saying Derek Anderson waiver wire pickup of the year in fantasy football. (laughs) I just want to say I started him this week, and I won my fantasy game, and I'm ready for him to lead the helm, even though he got me negative one points. He offense on fire in their 37 to five loss, and sure, two of those points weren't his, but he is their guy, and he is my guy going forward. Um, looking forward to some more four-point games. If 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 that, um, I probably could have started RG three and uh, gotten more points. Actually, that's a true statement. I could have started RG three and got more points. If he <laughs> negative one points, but it it he brings good leadership to my fantasy football team, and I think he's going to bring good leadership to the Bills in ways that Nathan Peterman couldn't have, and he shows resilience after picks like Nathan Peterman couldn't have. I mean, he couldn't have put up that field goal. (laughs) All good trades. That might be more delusional than overreaction, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I failed the overreaction. That's all right. We we appreciate your insight uh, for all our fantasy teams. All right, Reeve, this is the challenge. Are you ready with an overreaction? Oh, God. (laughs) I guess. Um, <laughs> it's kind of an over or like seeing somebody else's overreaction and in mine is I guess an overreaction in the other way NFL.com the Redskins are not the 10th best team in the league right now whoa yeah you're right <laughs> yeah, that's a good point Reed. I mean they scraped by the Cowboys and now are 4-2 and two in probably one of the worst divisions <laughs> in football uh, and all of a sudden, the NFL, NFL.com wants to put him in the top 10. Is there a mute button? <laughs> uh, he's, we'll just dock his pay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you for actually making an overreaction. Uh, Alex, what's your overreaction? Um, so I think there are a lot of quarterbacks that we don't really enjoy watching. I know I've spoken heavily about Mitch Trubisky and how I – how I really just can't stand I know where this I mean, is going. Worst of all is watching Eli. I just can't – every time I watch him, it's like dumping the ball off. I'm just like, just get the ball to Odell. That's, I have him on my fantasy team. But <laughs> even so, I hate watching him. But my reaction is that the most forgettable quarterback in the NFL right now is Ryan Tannehill because I – <laughs> it took me to like the third quarter to remember that Brock Osweiler is the start was the starter. That was like watching part of the game, and it's like you, don't even, you can't even tell the difference. Like it's just the same Dolphins team. <laughs> so true. Brock Osweiler's in there, and you you don't even notice. Oh my gosh! So just a quick question: uh, over under how many years has Tannehill been with the Dolphins? Over under seven years. I, I, he's been. This is his seventh year. So. Well, wait, Alex. It would be under seven years then. <laughs> mm. Yeah, true. Drafted in 2012, sixth overall pick. Just six overall. Oh my god! Yeah. 
Just crazy. But uh, Tannehill, yes, pretty forgettable. You forgot he got drafted in 2012 as a six pick, forgot he even is uh, on the team. But uh, yeah. And you probably forgot about his contract that he has, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Certainly, certainly forgettable. Uh, And I will give my uh, overreaction for this week. It may be a Homer reaction, but I was very excited. Uh, to see the trade that Detroit made, and I will say that they are now going to become in the top five of rushing defense in the year by the end of the year and uh, will win the division. So uh, I'm all in on these uh, Detroit Lions. And it's a win at carry on Johnson. No one wants to refute. We all believe the same thing. (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah, of course, totally. Oh, see, look at that. Reassured, we've already called it. Don't watch the games. That's what happened. You've heard it here first, folks. <laughs> oh, man. Can I add another overreaction? Yeah, you can try again. Okay, Alex Smith is the best game manager in the league. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Who's his top competition? Uh, um, Derek Anderson, for sure. <laughs> oh, fantasy monster Derek Anderson. Put me on the hot seat. Oh, man. Good times. Good times. Well, is there any other uh, closing thoughts before we uh, wrap this bad boy up and uh, get ready for a weekend of football? Um, Anybody got any fantasy disappointers so far this year? I got one. Keenan Allen. Yeah, he's been sucking. He's been not great the past, like, oh, four weeks uh, in Dynasty. True. I mean, he hasn't caught a touchdown yet this year, but neither is Julio Jones, so... <laughs> Playing like a fourth round fantasy draft pick, and he's a second round fantasy draft pick. Reed just, tra- Reed Reed just traded me, so then you are. God, no, because I know how this works, Alex. I know he's just going to explode as soon as you get him. Get like 20 points a game, 30 points a game. And anybody else, anybody else dis- disappointed in Patrick Mahomes? I feel like that he's on my team. I should win every week, and I've lost with him as my quarterback. <laughs> so I, I blame him for that. You should tweet at him. Yeah, come on. Well, I have a question for you guys. I know I was texting about it quite a bit in the group chat, but in a fantasy league, I was offered Rob Gronkowski, Mark Ingram, and DeAndre Hopkins for Kareem Hunt, and I rejected the trade. Would you guys have accepted that? Uh, Yeah, I probably would have accepted that. I think if I accepted it, my, like, lineup tinkering would have just – shot my anxiety through the roof because I wouldn't have known who to play. So that was kind I of probably, too. Yeah, I would have done the same thing as you. You get a top you get a top five wide receiver, a top three tight end, a top I guess an RB two from Mark Ingram. Yeah. I mean I would have done it if I was three and four, but I'm five and two sitting at second place in the league and Everything we're doing with our lineup is working. So, yeah, I would ride the wave, yes. Pearson. Big mistake. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. Until he gets injured, then I'll pick up Spencer Ware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're just cool with you know being a good team that makes playoffs and loses in the playoffs, then uh, that's that's fine. Just be the Bengals. <laughs> just yeah. ride it out. Just yeah. resign your coach. Oh man. <laughs> To your extension. Okay. Well, I think that is going to uh, do it here for our uh, show here tonight. It's good to have uh, Alex, Pep, and the unpaid intern all here together for a wonderful Wednesday night show. Hopefully, we get this up to you either later tonight, or early tomorrow. You can listen to it on the drive into work 
and uh, talk to all your friends there about the great insight Pro Football Jokes has given you. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to being back with you guys and uh, keep uh, enjoying some jokes and drinking cokes. Until next time.